I told y'all I'm trying to catch up on some of these movies that I have missed, especially if they're movies that they're talking about going to be big contenders at the Oscars. And this one right here is a good one because uh, this one's getting an early start by causing a lot of talk on its own outside of the Oscars. This movie's generating a lot of controversy. And uh, we're talking about Licorice Pizza right here. Now, this movie here, this is a coming-of-age story, I guess you could say. But it's not just any coming-of-age story. Because, uh, you know, many coming-of-age stories, they're written by adults, often reminiscing about their, about, own about their own past, about their own childhood experiences. Sometimes they'll even come in and narrate the whole thing. Uh, this right here, this is different because... This is like a coming of, of, of age story about a 15-year-old written by a 15-year-old. And what I mean by that, I ain't saying that it sounds immature. I'm just saying it sounds like a 15-year-old trying to impress people by lying his ass off. <laughs> man, man, this, this chick was 25. She's into me the whole time, man. You know, because I have, you know, like I, I got three businesses, right? You know, she thought that was kind of hot. You know, I also act, man. I'm a little actor. You might have seen me in some things. You know, sound like a kid who just lying his ass. Motherfucker, that bitch ain't into you. Stop lying. <laughs> man, shit, older chicks dig me, man. Yeah, I'm 15. That chick 25, man. She couldn't keep her eyes off me, man. Shit. I, I don't know, man. It's just something I got. You know, I'm just a little mature for my age. It sound like a 15 year old. I mean, it's the fame, you know. That's what yeah. does it. Yeah. You know, a little, I do a little something, something out there. The chicks dig it. Stop. You know, you just looking at your little ass. Stop lying. If you don't stop lying, I'm going to kick your little ass right now. <laughs> you motherfucker. But apparently, apparently with this story right here, everything that is said is somewhat true. Or at least has his roots, his roots in some truce of someone's past out there. And that person is, and you probably read on this, Martin, uh, a guy named... Gary Goitzman? Yeah, yeah, I did read that. Gary Goitzman, now he's a he's a writer and he's a producer. And he's also producing partners with Tom Hanks. I think he started like a, a theater with him. And he's also a friend and mentor of the director, Paul Thomas Anderson. And I think when uh and let me see if I can find a picture of this guy. I thought I had one. Didn't you just show him? No, I, I didn't pull one up when he was like, when he was actually 15? a little 15 year old line motherfucker. Let me see. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy. I, let me let, look. No disrespect to this man. He might be cool as hell right now. I'm sure he's powerful. Obviously, he's rich. But I not, I'm calling bullshit on all these stories that he told Paul Thomas Anderson. So when he was, so truth is, is that yes, when he was a kid, he was a child actor. Here he is right now, in a movie called Yours, Mine, Mine and Ours. Yeah. And that's his little ass over there. Well, which one? This one, stream being over here, upper right hand this, corner. This dude oh, right okay. here. Okay. Over pigtails. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is a dude talking about, yeah, man, you know that 25-year-old? I fucked a man. Yeah, you know. I don't buy, I'm not buying any of this bullshit. Now, he was an actor. He probably uh, did have some clout. Uh, but also, uh, at the time, you know, he, uh, uh, he, he apparently did a lot of things that no normal 15-year-old does. But looking at this particular movie that he's in right here, uh, let me see here. Because that movie that he did, there, 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 
I was looking at it, I was like, I was wondering if this is true because Lucille Ball mm -hmm. is in the movie Licorice Pizza. Yeah. Tries to beat his ass. <laughs> and he was in a movie with Lucille Ball. I didn't know that this movie, yours, mine, and ours, actually had Lucille Ball. Yeah. Yeah, where she... Yeah, I couldn't put my finger on the movie that it was that they were, you know, it was supposed to be in this movie. But I do remember such a thing existed. Yeah, apparently it's Henry Fonda and her. They played two people who don't believe in contraception. They He has 10 kids. She has eight. Yeah. Apparently she keeps having babies because she keeps getting fucked up and drinking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. What a terrible thing to do. You fucked up. That's what's wrong with you. What are you talking about? Christ. <laughs> My uterus is falling out. <laughs> Even Henry Fonda's like, Get you, what the fuck is wrong with you? Get, Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh but uh amidst amidst all those stories that gary goitzman told paul thomas anderson i guess one of those includes potential statutory rape by a 25 year old woman because that's what we have here in this particular movie uh which is getting a lot of praise from people you know, with, with, with the plot here, to just give you a little more context, because it's not like, you know, some woman just went to a high school and just ran down the first 15-year-old that she saw. <laughs> Close, but I not, mean, but not I mean, exactly I that. I mean, it is like, like, it's not like she's chasing him. He's chasing her. Yeah. Well, you know, the plot is to say that, look, Gary is not your typical 15-year-old, to say the least. That would be an understatement. Gary Valentine, who's played by Cooper Hoffman, that's the actor, is also a young entrepreneur. He's never missing an opportunity to start a new business, whether that be selling waterbeds or opening up pinball arcades. But Gary also uses those skills, those business skills with the ladies out there. When I say ladies, I'm talking about grown ass women who shouldn't be hanging around with no 15 year old kids at all. <laughs> like, like Alana right here, who's played by Alana Haim of the band Haim. But she just cannot resist the seductive charms of Gary Valentine. But hey, don't hate the play, hate the game. Right? <laughs> 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 you know, I ain't trying to hate on Gary. Hey, Gary got it. Gary got it. Hey, man, she breaking the law, not you. <laughs> but you do what you got to do, Gary. But let's go ahead and take a look at this trailer. For what a lot of people are saying is going to be an Oscar contender. Well, I don't know if it's going to win, but they say it's going to be a big Oscar contender this year. And that is Licorice Pizza. We'll watch the trailer for this and we will be right back to give our review after this. God awful small affair To the girl with the mousy hair I'm at the girl I'm marry one day. But her mommy is yelling no And her daddy has told her to go Listen, young lady. But her friend is nowhere to be seen So how'd you become such a hot shot actor? I'm a showman. That's what I'm meant to do. To the seat with the clearest view <laughs> And she's hooked to the silver screen Do you know who I am? Yeah. Do you know uh, who my girlfriend is? Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand. Sand. Sand, yeah, like sands. Like the ocean, like beaches. Barbara Streisand? <sighs> no, like Streisand. Sand. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the film is a sad thing for This is fate that brought us together But she's lived it ten times or more Our roads took us here She could spit in the eyes of fools They're not my director They ask her to focus on Do you really want to see my boobs? Uh, see, I don't know what the fuck to think right now. <laughs> I feel like I need to. I feel like I should turn myself in. <laughs> like you could have prevented her from pulling her titties out. No, no, you, you were rooting for this. <laughs> and if you know, if you was him, you wouldn't go. No. Oh hell no! If I was him, I the fuck yeah. But I wouldn't be going to jail. Shit, when the police showed up, I'd be like, man, I'm a victim here. She, she, just, she came over here. Man, them titties came over here. I didn't. I wasn't looking for. She, them nipples were knocking on the door. I didn't want them, man. I'm, I'm just a child officer. Can I touch them? See you tomorrow. What the. What you bring him over here for that yeah. shit? Yeah, that, that question was not out of the out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it seemed like within decorum to ask. At least he asked. You delivered titties to my door, told me to go into a secluded room, told me to shut the door, and then you're going to pull him out and get mad when I say, can I touch him? Yeah, can I touch him? How dare you? You can touch this shit, bitch. I'm confused here. Police? <laughs> she, she tried to rape me. She, she came over here pull her titties out. Big <laughs> I, I am but a child. <laughs> I think it's weird to hang out with Gary and his friends all the time. I think it's weird that I hang out with Gary and his 15-year-old friends all the time. Forget you. Just like you're not gonna forget me. <laughs> As you can see, there's a lot of indie favorites in here too that are making people really fall in love with this. You got Sean Penn, Tom Waits. Yeah, you throw Tom Waits in the movie. <laughs> yeah. God damn, it's, 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 critics it's, already love it. It's, no yeah. Hipsters already. Yeah. Hipsters gave you the Oscar right yeah. then and there. It's done. But yeah, man. So how do we feel about this? Well, first of all, I'm going to say this. I'm sure that when Alana was cruising the high schools looking to pick up some boys, you know, they, she was listening to some groovy tunes. You know, this is the <laughs> 70s, man. <laughs> you know, if this if this technology existed at the time. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure she would have had people. I'm talking Wait, about. Wait, what is that? That's my Raycons, man. Oh, your Raycons. Yeah. Oh, Martin thought it was like a, a pregnancy pill or something. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you kept your, your roofies. <laughs> yeah. And, and your roofies in a, a specialty case. Yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she would have had her pills right in this. No, these are my Raycons, y'all. These are, we do have to thank our sponsors for this portion of the show. 
And Martin will tell you, Chris will tell you, Juice will tell you, whenever I'm traveling, I like to wear my Raycons, my wireless buds over here. And the reason why I like these is because, and I do listen to them all the time. It's not like I'm just selling you something that I don't use. I listen to these all the time. I have the everyday earbuds, which you can see right here, which I showed you right here. What I love about these is that I am more active today, uh, whether it's I'm doing stuff around the house, cleaning up, exercising, but also I'm up late at night mm -hmm. when don't nobody want to hear my shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, my wife is telling me to always cut things down. And so when I'm, when she's in bed and I'm active, I'm moving around a lot and these stay very securely and snugly in my ear and they, they don't really move around. Do, don't no, they? Yeah, no, they got yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. They got that tip right there. Cancels out a lot of noise. Uh, like right now, I can't keep talking like this because I can't even hear anything around me. But also with these earbuds here, there's also listening awareness mode. And what that is, is that when you need to also, you want to hear your music, but you don't want to shut everything out. You know, you want to have some awareness, hear some sound around you. So let's just say you jogging at night or something and you don't want a werewolf coming up on you, anything like that. You, have, <laughs> you can hear around you <laughs> with, with listening awareness. It is true. You mm -hmm. never know, man. Crazy things have happened. And as I said, they got those optimized tips so that they can pick, they, they can fit perfectly in your in your ears. Because I know some people they don't even like when those little ends stick out, make it like an Android or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. you know. So, so I do use these all the time. Uh, they are perfect for my lifestyle, and they just man, they they to me, I don't know. They sound perfectly fine. They sound just as, uh, and I've had, uh, I've had some, I'm not going to name other brands, but I've had some, and they sound just as comparable with those, uh, those more expensive brands out there. I tell you, uh, other thing I like about this is that they have a 32-hour battery life. Nice. And I've had some earbuds, again, that have went out on me very quickly, and that is very inconvenient. And these, I... It's been a long time since I pl actually plugged these, plugged these back in to charge. Mm. It's been days days so there's a lot of a lot of advantages to having these right here and here's another advantage that i have for you right now if you go to buyraycon.com forward slash toasted you'll get 15 percent off your purchase of these raycon everyday earbuds here again go to buyraycon.com forward slash toasted and I'm going to spell that for you. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com forward slash toasted. Toasted is T-O-A-S-T-E-D. And do that to get 15% off your Raycon order when you go to buyraycon.com. There you go, people. So I want to thank them for sponsoring this portion of the show. And I want to thank you, as always, for your support. Now, let's go back into this crazy-ass movie right here. So, uh... So impressions. So so uh, people they they're okay with this. People people fine. <laughs> oh, oh, how do you feel about it? Because I told you my feelings, but I'm curious how do you feel about it. I don't know what I feel with this <laughs> shit. I don't know how to take this. Everybody out there telling me, oh, this is an innocent coming of age story, and I'm looking at a goddamn 25 year old chick hanging out with a kid who's who's not even who's fresh in high school. Yes, he's 15. And I don't know. You know what? I mean. Society always told me that was wrong. And then I go see this movie, and now they say it's Oscar worthy. 
So I don't know what to think about this. You know, it, it, well, it's a reversal because it'd be different if she was after him. It's he's after her. And you can understand a 15-year-old being after a 25-year-old. Well, that's when the responsible adult says no. Right. You know, I don't. And, th- and she says no, but she gives soft no's. She didn't say no. She, she, she flirted. Yes. She did not say mm-hmm. no. She said, in fact, when he said, come see me at the bar, not, not the restaurant. There is, it is a restaurant, but he said, come see me at the bar. She said, well, what if I do? You know, any other adult would say, hell no, I ain't gonna come see your little ass at the bar. You know, in this day and age right here, when women are going to jail for having relationships with teenage boys, I'm talking about, we hearing about these teachers all the Had time. Had she been a teacher and he'd been 15 years old, she'd be in jail. She'd be in jail. But this is this is this 1970, yeah. where things were a lot more relaxed. Where and and, and, and if you're doing a, a true period piece, you can't apply today's social uh, outlook. No yes, men. this is this is this is the 70s where statutory rape was whimsical. <laughs> you know where it was, it was fun. And I'm not listen. I'm not being offended. Now, if you think that's the thing, like you don't think I'm coming up here talking about. We must protect the children and boycott this movie. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just fucking confused. Because let's just say that this was reversed and it still was the 70s when it was all right. Let's just say we had, I don't know, a movie about 30-year-old Mick Jagger going after a fucking 14-year-old chick. If we had made that movie today, people would still be talking about that's fucked up. That's wrong. That's the thing. There's a double standard here with this. And I don't, I just don't get it, man. I think there's a little bit of a hypocrisy going on here. I, I this is what I told you when I saw it, what, a month ago, that where yeah. I was like, this movie, because the movie is a, is a series of vignettes. Rather than feeling like one, one real uh, together story, it's like a series of vignettes about these characters. And you're like, okay, what does this lead up to? And by the end, it's like, oh, this movie is trying to make me root for them to get together. <laughs> and I go like, no, because... He's 15 and she's 25. And it's not so much my, my, my Puritan sensibilities that are offended, but a person who's 25 is in a different phase of life. And I'm like, girl, you need to grow up and move on. Yeah. Not be stepping, like, you getting with him is not a triumph for you. This is, this is anything but that. And here's the crazy thing. I mean, we ain't talking about this movie where it's a, it's, it, you know, they cast a 30-year-old as a 15-year-old and he looks like damn Brad Pitt or some shit. You know, we ain't talking about that. No, we talking about a dude with bumps on his face, greasy-ass hair, got acne, awkward as fuck sometimes, other times not. But, you know, here's, Martin is right. Now, here's what happens with this. The setup is that you have Alana Haim, who's the, the girl here. She, she, the way this all happened is that she was working at something, something called Tiny Toes. It was a photography uh, business. So she went to the high school to, you know, check off the kids' names and make sure they're lined up to take their pictures. And that's when, you know, homeboy here starts r- rolling up on her and hitting on her. And I mean, he's putting down. I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie. He's putting down some game. I ain't gonna lie. He could. Yeah. Goddamn, uh, uh, Gary got game. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, I hate. Sure. I hate to say it. And he's persistent. <laughs> and don't hey. Don't let them pimples and that stupid ass haircut. Gary was laying that shit down. <laughs> Gary came yeah. up and said, hey girl, where are you going? <laughs> I know I'm 15, but hypothetically, if I was to just ask you to come to dinner, I'm asking me for I'm not gonna date with you. I didn't say it was date. 
I said it was dinner. <laughs> you know, just a couple of soda pops. <laughs> and had I as he even laid down, he's like, you know, I, I do a little acting every now and then too, so I can kind of pay my way. Got my own business, girl, and she was, and she was like, she heard money, and she was like, hmm. So she a goddamn gold digging bitch too, but <laughs> she got nothing going on. She ain't got shit going on her life, so I understand. But what I'm saying is, now let's reverse this. If this had been some. 14 or 15, even 16-year-old girl with some game. And she just saw a nerdy guy she wanted to work on as a project. And that guy just kept saying no, but she kept pursuing him. That guy would still be the fucking villain of the story. <laughs> oh, he's a loser. He's a creep. That girl is more mature than him, and he's and he can't turn it down. You know he loves high school girls. You know what I mean? If this, if <laughs> then it would said, be Ghost World. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was another hipster. <laughs> but people said he was wrong for that. Yeah, that too. yeah, they did. They did. But no, because because it's a 15 year old boy, and I said this before, and y'all ain't gonna like this because people are like I don't get it. But everything is about. Everything is about who's sticking the who's sticking the dick in. What's the penetration? You know, that's why when prisoners are in jail, that's why they talk about who's the bottom. That's where the term "bottom bitch" comes from. Yeah. I got criticized for this for saying this one time. They thought it was sexist or something. Everything revolves around penetration. Who's ever sticking it to the person is the one that's in control, the one that's in in charge, the mature one, the one the, you know, the, the the breadwinner, whatever. And that's what it is here. Everybody has this perception that Gary, since he's a guy. Gary's the one, even at 15, he's the one that controls the narrative because Gary has a dick. And therefore, Alana does not have any power because she's the one that's going to have to accept it or not. And, you know, she's going to be the one to actually uh, take it when she does. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's not right. No, it's not. It's not right, man. And I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what to do with this. Even the description, the Google description for this movie, even that's fucked up. Even they can't wrap their minds around us. They're trying to make it sound like it's cool. (laughs) It's, little, it's tiny here, but I can read it for you. Uh, I think it says Alana King and Gary, Va- Gary Valentine. Now, here's what it says about them. Alana and Gary grow up, run around, and fall in love in California in the San Fernando Valley in the 70s. Grow up? She's grown. She's grown. She's a grown-ass woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and at, and at 15, especially as a boy, because boy mas- boys mature slower, yeah. you are not grown. You're not, not, you're not even close to being grown. No. A boy won't grow up till he's like 22. She's, that, that chick is fucking grown. And hanging out with these 15-year-old boys, flirting with some, the rest of them trying to get Gary's attention, wearing bikinis around him and shit, it's kind of a fucked up thing, man. I don't care. Now, here's my stance, because I know people are going to like, try to devil's advocate this shit and that's when you just say I don't give a fuck what you think I gotta take a stance here I'm weirded out by this film it's fucking weird alright you know it's, it's weird yeah and well it's it's weird in the in the like it, it trying to get you to accept it and 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 just like oh don't worry about that just just go with the film you're like hold on before I go forward I feel like I need to address this right here I still think there's some great things in this movie. Sure. I'm not telling people not to watch, but it's fucking weird and it's a little creepy when a 25-year-old girl comes to, I don't give a fuck what her life is like, when she comes to a 15-year-old boy's house, goes in his house and says, look at my titties. That is being a little weird to me. Am I being too sensitive here? I Man, I, I'm the wrong person to ask because I, <laughs> I told you this when I saw it. Yeah. And I thought for sure after me telling you this, you would go see and go like, oh man, it ain't that bad. I don't even know why you brought that up. No, no, <laughs> no, 
I think as a responsible adult, I need to be on your level right okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Because, because, I'm like I say, I'm willing to go like, hey, this different time period, I I can accept that this is how it was. Because there's something else in this movie, uh, on equal footing, if not worse than this, where I was like, is everybody just gonna just act like this ain't, ain't nothing? It's nothing. Yeah, everybody just blowing. Do, do you know off. what I'm talking about? So oh. there's a character who keeps marrying Japanese women. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. get that. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, oh, I got that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, got, I, 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 figured, I figured you would. I figured you would. I just oh, I didn't know if you'd pick up on it. Oh, no, because I got something to say about that <laughs> shit, too, because everybody trying to, because it's Paul Thomas Anderson, and because it's the indie film, and because it's got a great 70s soundtrack, and because it's got fucking Tom Waits in it, everybody's ready to glide over a lot of shit here. And I don't, I, this movie's a little bit of a problem. Now, the thing is with this movie is, it's, it gets even crazier and, and creepier because this fucking chick, she, she, she's, the, the whole thing started when she was at the high school. Right. You know, it's weird, man. She was at, she started this, she, she met this kid in high, in a high school and agrees afterwards to meet him at a bar. And the 15 year old is not a senior. <laughs> and he's not, he's 15 as a freshman. And then, and then the, the whole other weird thing with this is that when she gets to the bar slash restaurant, she's looking at him and she's telling him, stop being a creep. Bitch, you the adult that agreed to, uh, to meet a 15-year-old. Yeah. What the hell? And, and now, I understand some of this. Don't think I'm just harping on this because I do understand where some of this is coming from. But the thing that's weird with this is that they're trying to make this seem okay. You, and you said it in one way, Martin, how they're trying to make this seem okay. But there's other ways that they're doing this. Uh, because you know they're making they're making the 15 year old here seem more mature you know he's open I don't even know how this shit happened that's why I'm calling bullshit on this because he's opening businesses mm -hmm. <laughs> you know he's uh, uh, it's almost like a Charlie Brown thing his parents are hardly ever around right I mean you do see his mom some <laughs> every now and then but, but the, the freedom <clears throat> he has I mean to explain like oh he made he's an actor he made some money but he is running things in the family and doing all kinds of stuff where you're like, all right, being that you you're you you know you have money, maybe you're rich, but you are a 15 year old without a parent yeah. actively guiding things. Yeah, I mean, I, and part of me goes like, with, with this whole movie, I was like, maybe it's a San Fernando Valley thing, but that makes it so specific that it's hard for me to attach myself. To I'm it. listen, I'm not going to justify and wrap my head around, and try to find some excuses for why I should like approve of a movie where. Grown ass woman is, you know, you know, pretty much in a romantic relationship mm -hmm. with a fifteen year old boy, and they're the heroes of this narrative. Right. You know, uh, the way this comes across is like this is like a fifteen year old boy's fantasy about how cool they want to be mm -hmm. and how cool they want to look to older women, yeah. and what they do here, um, they try to make it. They they. They try to make this make them seem like they're on the same level. You know, they, really, this reminds me of a more irresponsible Rushmore. Has it ever crossed your mind that your fortune's out for me? I like your nurse's uniform, guy. What the fuck happened to my sound? I can hear. I don't know if no, it's coming. Come, it's not coming through the speakers. No, it's coming through the speakers. Let me try that again. I don't know what the hell it's happened. It's coming here. through the laptop. Yeah, it was coming through the laptop. I don't know what happened. Let me try it again. Because everything's plugged in. I'll try it one more time. Has it ever crossed your mind that you're far too young for me? I like your nurse's uniform, guy. These are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? <laughs> I don't know what you see in her. I, I don't think she's right for you. What's that supposed to be? Hello, Herman. You know, this is if you haven't seen Rushmore, Rushmore is a similar movie where it's a 
kid who's about 15, 16 years old mm. who's falling for an older chick who says, get the fuck away from me, you're 15. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a hilarious movie. That's yeah. one of my favorite movies, man. Rushmore. Mm-hmm. I, I love Rushmore. You haven't seen Rushmore? Go out and watch it, man. Um, so they're trying to make this kid seem more mature than what he really is by letting him open businesses, wear suits, smoke cigarettes, talk very mature. As I said, Gary got game. On the flip side, Alana is shown as a woman who can't get her shit together. Right. She's at a, you know she's at this stage of arrested development in her life. You know, trying to find a life goal somewhere, which explains why she's hanging around with high school students, mm-hmm. because, you know, her mental state is not exactly the most mature either. You know, she's and that is why and I get it. See, I understand what's going on here. Maybe I don't like the road it goes down, but I understand that she finds a lot in Gary because Gary at 15 is taking ownership of his life and opening businesses. And she ain't doing a goddamn thing with right. hers. And she's and it, it amazes her. It's almost like she's falling in love with Gary because Gary's not only, you know, cool guy who does cool stuff, but maybe that's who she wants to be. He's got momentum. He's got momentum. What are your plans? I don't know. What's your future look like? I don't know. How do you like working at Tiny Toes? I hate working at Tiny Toes. You should start your own business. <laughs> what business should I be in? I don't know. What do you like? I don't know. You're an actress. You should be an actress. Well, he already talking like somebody's going to have their clothes off by the end of the night. <laughs> you know, let's go back to my place, take some photo shoots. <laughs> you know, just the innocent stuff. You know, just a few headshots. I mean, but if you really want to get somewhere, put them titties back out. But the thing is, I mean, Gary, he is sincere. You know, he's, he doesn't have an ulterior motive. I know you can say his ulterior motive is to get our clothes off. Yeah, exactly. But, but he's kind of upfront about that. Yeah. <laughs> Looking like a... Looking like a young soprano. What's his name? Oh, Tony. Tony. Looking James like a young Tony soprano. Yeah, they yeah. should have cast him instead of his son. <laughs> well, he's, he's the son of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh shit. I, I see that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I did, not, I, did, I did not know that. Wow, he looks just oh, like he's his dad. definitely his dad's yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the other thing with this is that I get that she is very immature her life is not together and that's why she really is fascinated by Gary and honestly anybody would be fascinated by Gary if these stories were true <laughs> right which I don't believe <laughs> shit I'd probably fuck Gary <laughs> <laughs> shit if he was telling the truth god damn this kid is cool but you know they. it also seems like they're trying to visually make it less uncomfortable when you see her and Gary together like uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me that they almost like they're trying to justify it because when she's with Gary, she doesn't see she's so ditzy sometimes and so lost in her, in life that she seems like a teenager too. She does because even when she tries to hook up with somebody older, it really shows how young she is. Right? No, it's, no, great point. Yeah, and it seems like I think visually they're trying to like make the optics more accessible so we don't seem so weirded out because when you're together, when I first saw her, she looked like a high school student. Sure. She's actually 30 years old now in real life. Yeah, I was reading how at the time when they made this, she was 28. Because there's a a point where uh, Bradley Cooper asks, how old are you? And she says, 28, I mean, 25. It's because oh, she, she fucked up and said a real age. Uh, yeah. that's oh, that's really cool, man. Because I, I heard that. I thought, yeah. did I hear that wrong? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then she started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, man, Paul Thomas Anderson, hmm. I think 
when he's really hitting with me with the movies I like for him, you know, everybody is different. And sure. there, there's some people who like movies of his that I don't like. But when he's really hitting with me, man, I think he's an amazing director. I think he's an awesome director. Yeah, no, he's a very talented and skilled director. Uh, it's just he's also an, a, a critic's darling. Yeah. So no matter what he does, the, the critic's going to fall over themselves or make excuses or turn a blind eye to things or yeah. see something that's wrong and somehow spin it in a different way. Yeah. If you look at critic scores through the roof, yeah. audience scores mm, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, but the, with this movie, I have to say that it's too bad that I'm seeing these things that are kind of making me uncomfortable because this is right up there in parts uh, for me. And I'm, when I say in parts, I'm talking about the parts with the you know their romance because the rest of the movie if that had gone a different way or you know maybe that wasn't there this would be right up there with boogie nights for me mm -hmm. because it's that kind of storytelling with boogie nights you know there's a lot of great moments that happen in the movie because the storytelling you know it's, it's that kind of movie where life just happens sure we go where life takes us right. which is great because with a with a with a really awesome paul thomas anderson movie you don't know where the movie's going. It's right, unpredictable right, as hell, right. man. Well, and, and this one had that that feature of not knowing where it was going. Yeah, that, you know, this movie right here, I had no way of predicting where this would go. And that was brilliant, man. Also, you get these these small stories, man. You know, these, these characters weave, our main characters, that is, they weave in and out of these small slices of subplot of really small characters you know characters that are really side characters that any other director would not give them a voice at all mm -hmm. they would come in and add to the movie with either they would add to the drama or the comedy uh i was really impressed with the way he took small characters and just for a moment it was their story yeah yeah you know we were kind of still on the side but it was their story and i thought like you know what a lot of the directors don't know how to do that. Paul Thomas Anderson, he knows how to do that. I've seen him do that consistently, even with movies I don't like. Mm -hmm. I've seen him do that a lot. It doesn't always work, though. You know, he, he can create, he can create some uh, some great moments, man. But that shit don't always work. Sometimes, listen. Sometimes his movies will just babble. They ain't saying shit. They ain't going nowhere. That. I, um, we this this is almost legendary, Martin and I. We watched this movie. We didn't even know. We watched Inherent Vice twice to see if there's something we missed. Because right. we were trying to be like the smart critics <laughs> yeah, out there. Yeah, they all and I finally it. got to the end. I said, fuck this movie. I ain't. I, it took me three tries, and I finally got to the end of it. And I was just like, <laughs> wow. And when I got to the end, I was like, why did I even do that? <laughs> I should I should have quit while I was ahead. <laughs> I remember, man, back at, we were still shooting the show in the, at, mm -hmm. at, at, at the old condo in the room, and uh -huh. I watched this shit twice. I remember trying to cram it before you got to the house. And I said, I do not know what the fuck is happening. And, and they, I watched it twice. And I started reading the book, and I was right gritting into it, because because yeah trying to watch the movie was falling asleep I was like this is going nowhere <laughs> alright I started reading the book I was like oh okay this is, this is actually getting good I understand it now so I'm gonna stop and then pick up back up at the movie and it just went back to like oh yeah, my I, god <laughs> I said I, I just gave up I said I don't know what the fuck you talking about and that's when I said you know what these critics are here talking about oh I get it yeah you got no. it I know you don't <laughs> no. I know you don't no no it's it's one where like yes sure he, he does a great attention to detail with his period pieces but that it's not enough. That's not a movie. No, but when Tom, when Paul Thomas and Anderson is at his best, and again, that's all a matter of opinion. But for me, he can create some. Um, you know, the beauty of making these little vignettes, as you say, these slices of life here that we have. 
the beauty about that is that they work as their own little stories and he can create some amazing tension in uneasy situations with some of these stories right here because for one they just come out of nowhere and then when you're in it you kind of the tension is there because you don't know you you're just as lost or caught up as these characters are you know you got kind of you you got ambushed by a crazy situation uh, again, going back to Boogie Nights. You remember Boogie Nights? That, sure, the that, Alfred Molina scene with the Alfred firecrackers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But those firecrackers, man. And if, if anybody loves Boogie Nights, which I do, that man, everybody loves that scene because we didn't. None of us knew what the fuck was happening. <laughs> man, he, he thought he got shot. <laughs> John C. Riley, shit. <laughs> Well, you sit with somebody who may or may not kill you, and then somebody else is in the corner just throwing firecrackers. <laughs> and the dude you came with is tweaking. Yeah. Tweaking bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that scene, man. Love that scene, man. He does that here. Yeah. He does that with Bradley Cooper, man. Bradley Cooper, he plays John Peters. John Peters is is a crazy story in itself. John Peters is a producer. They call him a super producer. Didn't he produce the Batman 89? Batman, yeah, yeah. 89. That's him. Dude, he, this, this dude was a, a hairdresser who somehow got into Hollywood, first of all, by dating Barbara Streisand. There's even a movie about him called Shampoo. I oh, that's about him? I think that's about him. Okay, and that makes sense because Warren Beatty has a haircut in that movie and he's wearing all white. That's, that's okay, him. Okay, okay. And... If you want to know even more about John Peters, he was the crazy motherfucker that Kevin Smith was talking about. Yep. About the, the the dude who had this hard on for John Spiders. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, that right. Was, if you haven't heard that story, listen to it. It's a story about this producer that Kevin Smith went to go see because he was writing Superman and this coked out producer, was just, he was insistent on having a spider. In his movie, a giant spider that would fight Superman. And Kevin Smith was like, this makes no fucking sense. And he just walked away because he got really weirded out. Later on in life, he went to go watch Wild Wild West, <laughs> produced by John Peters. Yeah. And he said at the end, giant fucking spider. He's like, wow, <laughs> this guy's insane. He's, Kevin Smith, is that, that was one of the most amazing and brilliant stories I've ever heard. It's a great piece of stand-up, too. You should go listen to it. But it was that guy. And so the funny thing here is that Paul Thomas Anderson went to... John Peters and said, I want to make a crazy, a crazier version of you. And I'm like, how fucking crazy does it have to be? Because he's already insane. <laughs> right, right, right. But, he's, but the guy's so crazy, he said, do it. Do it. He said, just leave a certain line that I think is funny in there. And that was it. And Bradley Cooper, he's that crazy moment in this movie where it's like, what the hell is happening, man? And who is this guy? He plays out. And I don't, it's just amazing that this producer let him do it because he makes him look insane. Yeah, he, supposedly he loved it. Did he? Yeah. Well, it's cool because it's a great moment in the movie. <laughs> it, was, it, it comes from a story about Gary Goetz, the real uh, Goetzman, who told a real story. Said, "You know what? As a kid, I delivered a waterbed to this crazy, coked-out uh, producer <laughs> <laughs> who threatened me and got in my face and said we killed my family, and he said and kept bragging about his girlfriend." Which one's in charge? Are you? Are you in charge? Yeah, I'm in charge. May I just speak with you for a second? Yeah, sure. Thanks. You can tell your crew to stop. Stop for a sec, guys. Um, so this is what I want to say to you. Um, do you know who I am? Yeah. Do you know uh, who my girlfriend is? Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand. 
Sand. Sand. Yeah, like sands. Like the ocean. Like Harvestai sand? No. Like stray sand. Sand. Stray sand. Stray sand. Barbara Stray sand. Barbara Stray sand. Which one's in charge? Charge one! Charge one! That is great. And that whole scene right here leads up to even a better scene of suspense and tension where man that's there and i'm not gonna spoil anything for you but there's a there's a a truck driving scene that's done backwards it's the best scene in the movie oh that shit had me on edge man yeah. <laughs> i was breathing hard like i was in that truck <laughs> me and my wife she, she was watching me and i went to go stay and she was she's like why are you breathing so hard i was like we about to crash and it was going backwards man i kept looking behind <laughs> make sure we weren't hitting nothing oh my god that scene is great mm -hmm. i love that scene man uh, one of the best scenes I've seen in movies this year. I I gotta say though, Bradley Cooper is a little bit over the top for me. I you know what? I think the director gave him too many crazy scenes. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I don't even yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. him. Like 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 all this setup here and leading to the truck thing. Yeah, I, I loved, but then he just kept coming back, and I was like, and it became I, a joke. It became a joke. Yeah, yeah it became kind of running and, joke. And, and that it was based on a real guy. I was like, so what, what, what are we doing here? Well, he created a comical over-the-top, crazy-ass, insane version of him and didn't know what to do with it, didn't have any real place for it to go. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a scene, there, there's a couple of parts where we could have left this character behind. Mm. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I love the character, but I do see where we didn't have to take it this far. Right, because w when you go through all this, it's a fun scene. And, and, yeah. and you're right, you're right. It puts you on edge and all. But in the grand scheme of the story that's being told, yeah. if it wasn't there it wouldn't affect the narrative. Nah, no, I completely agree with you. I like all the actors though here, man. I think they're all great. I mean, I'm, you know, don't make me, don't make, it, don't make me sound like I'm, I'm, I'm hating on the actors because of what they're playing or the story that they're telling. I mean, I think they're all really great. No, I, to, to me, my favorite thing about this is just the fact that it got, um, um, uh, I'm sorry, what's the actor who plays Cooper? Uh, oh, well, the uh, fact uh, that he looks uh, like a teenager. Yeah, yeah, the fact he looks like a teenager and a, and a lot of Haim, but both of them, they don't look like movie stars. No. Like, like, like it's his, yeah. his first acting gig. She was a singer. This part was written specifically for her. Mm. And so they come across as genuine people, yeah. not Hollywood uh, glamorous actors. They are, they are not traditionally, you know, <laughs> the, the, be the beautiful people. I mean, they are so up on this boy's face, and he got, I don't know if they put them pimples there, they just told... I don't know if they rubbed his face in Crisco or whatever, but he got I, those pimples are big on the screen. I almost went up there and tried to pop on them. Because you know, he's because you're right because they they don't they don't glamorize him at all. Um, I mean, you know, you, you look at her. You know, she's 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 very skinny, but just in a, in, a, in a normal person way. Uh, her her teeth aren't straight. No, no, they're not. She, they keep talking about how she got a Jewish nose. Jewish nose, but <laughs> they are endearing as they go, and that's that's my favorite thing about them. Which is why I wasn't as I didn't like as much when the you know the celebrity cameos came in for things. So it's like, oh, we we had a good thing going, and now you got to remind me that oh they're close to Hollywood. This is this is whole scene with uh, with Sean Penn. It's like like the movie does a detour to do it with him as a fake William Holden called Jack Holden. It's a whole thing that's just leading to a, a big joke, and I was like. Hmm. <clears throat> that's all right, I guess. But that didn't make me upset because again, it added to that whole just random. 
you sure. know, ra- random anything in life happens. Like I said, I couldn't tell where it was going. It got crazy. I just took him, like you said, as little vignettes. So if they yeah. didn't really go anywhere, I was cool with that. Uh, I actually really love Sean Penn in this, man. Uh, Sean Penn was able to, he seemed like a classic 50s, 60s star in this. I mean, he had it down. Yeah, you know, I, I, who who was really believing his own bullshit? Yeah, <laughs> with with other people backing him up. <laughs> I even like Tom Waits, man. I don't think because I'm talking about Tom Waits. Tom Waits. No, 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 no he was he, good too. He was really great. But I tell you, I really am impressed with uh, Alana Haim. You know, if, uh, a lot of people might know this, especially if you, you know, if you're a younger person in music. She's uh she's part of the band Haim, and her and her sisters are featured in the movie. And and. Apparently they're rolling on Molly too. (laughs) (laughs) Making hand gestures, (laughs) feeling shit. (laughs) Yeah, they're all. She's the main star, but her sister's in the movie too, and all good. Yeah, the dad too. Yeah. Oh, is that? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's her dad. Yeah. Apparently the Paul Thomas Anderson is friends with the family. Fucking Mm. nepotism. Yeah. And uh, but if she wants to act, she's got a career in acting, man. She's she's very good. Everybody's good in this, man. Everybody's yeah. everybody's really holding on in this film, and it's a very character-driven film, and it's a very actor-driven film. So these scenes go on a while with these actors delivering their dialogue. So yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was, it's it's cool, man. I, I don't. This is why it's frustrating to me. You know, it's uh, that's the other thing. Gary having pimples and stuff, which makes it seem. It's great that he looks like a teenager, but it makes it weirder that, you know, yeah. he's with a 25-year-old woman because he's clearly a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't look like a grown man. He, ain't, he ain't even sexy, really. But like I said, Gary had some game. I was taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Another controversy in the movie, and we don't have a clip of it, but it was funny listening to the response in the theater. If you have read anything on this movie, you probably read about how a lot of Asian people and they even have organizations that are just pissed about this movie. And it's and it's something where I can hear people now talking about, well, the main character or the character that is the guilty party here for, I guess, uh, uh, doing an Asian stereotype. Because there's a scene where a guy, he's into marrying Asian women, Japanese women. Japanese women. And what he does is he's to, his whole thing is to translate for them, but not actually talk Japanese, his whole thing is to say, oh, I saw what I'll do your thing. And I, when I saw the movie, some people like, ooh. <laughs> some people like, this, this is kind of weird. And I can understand people saying, well, that character is supposed to like an idiot. Yeah. Or it's so quick, it's just not a main part of the movie. But my problem with it is the movie could have done without it. It, 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 did, it didn't need it, to it, be there. It, it, once again, it's one of those things, because this movie's full of vignettes, and it's one of those where if this, if this was cut out of the movie, you wouldn't know. You, yeah. you, it, it, it's not pertinent to anything. And, and it's John Michael Higgins, who is a comedic actor, yeah. you know, like seeing him and stuff. But watching him do this, it feels like, man, this is a throwback to what might have been some 70s comedy. And Paul Thomas Anderson has defended this, saying like, well, I'm not going to whitewash this by today's standard, because this would have been something they would have done back then. But you're like, I question that. But they yeah. also, they do it once and it's quick, but then they come back to it and do it again. And do it again, yeah. And that's when you're like, okay, God damn it. Uh, yeah, you it, think this is funny. Yeah, that's you what think, you're doing. Yeah, yeah, you think this is funny. Like, I, Man, you put it in here because you think this shit is funny. One, as I said, 
the joke doesn't really need to be there. It lends itself to nothing except for kind of a cheap joke. That's really it's not a cheap that funny. Joke. Yeah. The other thing is, okay, you might be trying to say this character is an idiot, but there are no real people of color in here, no other Asians except to be the target of that joke. So you are still using them. Mm-hmm. You're still using them as a setup to a joke. You still, it, it, you know, it's it's still offensive in that sense. You know, there's no, there's, there's no, there's not enough of a trade-off. There's no other people of color in there. There's no other Asians in there to balance it off. You just have a, what you, you have an Asian in there just to be a target so you can fire off a stupid joke. Two. Two, yeah, <laughs> two, yeah, two, yeah, that's right, two Asians in there. And it's, and it's like, man, you know, I'm again, I'm not sitting up here saying don't watch the movie. I think there's a lot of brilliant stuff in this movie, but fuck this film for that, man. Yeah, it's don't, like don't it's, give it a pass. No, I mean, I would love to give this movie, I would love to give this movie a big full price and say, yeah, one of the best of the year. But by subject matter, I don't think this is cool. I don't think, and that controversial scene in there, yeah, I fucking get it. If anybody's out there talking about, and I know there's people out there talking about, man, it's just a joke. Why are you getting upset? Well, you know, let it be a black person up there and say, excuse me for a moment. Yo, baby, what you think, bitch? You know, if they had done, y'all would not let this shit pass. End up the NAACP, mm. Black Lives Matter, and every other black thing out there would have been trying to kill this CLU. fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So don't you know? Let's not let's not bullshit ourselves. But controversy aside, again to show you that I'm trying to be fair with this, I don't think it's a movie that deserves Best Picture because first of all, I don't think you need to reward something that has this subject matter and you're romanticizing. You know, you're trying to romanticize it. I it's fucking weird, man. It's creepy. But there's a, and that, you know, we already said we had to say about that joke. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of enjoyable things in here. There's a lot of things that I really have to say that are brilliantly directed, brilliantly told. And these actors, you know, I would not want to punish these actors for doing, uh, you know, their jobs and doing it well. Um, yeah, for me, man, this is a, this is, this is a low matinee. I just, I just did not feel right sitting in there. It was, it was, it was just fucking weird to me. And I'm not, listen, I ain't trying to be one of these people who's trying to, again, protest myself because I'm trying to, like, defend, you know, victims of pedophilia. You know, I'm not doing it. I just, I'm just telling you, it just, just, it's, it's, it just it, doesn't sit right it's with hippo, it's, 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 What doesn't sit right with me is, again, the hypocrisy that would go behind this, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, but I do like it. I do like it. I mean, I think it's enjoyable enough. I, some, sometimes I think it depends on what you expect. Because I... I uh, the screening came up on a Friday night, which is normally not when I'm looking to go to screenings. Yeah. So I had to move my schedule around to go see it, and I was excited to see it. And with all the talk, you know, I got higher expectations. Uh, but I also sat next to a couple of critics who were laughing their ass off at every single thing, and it just it just puts you in that mood of like it ain't that goddamn funny. Yeah. Matter of fact, now that you do it all that, it's not funny at all. <laughs> that aside, even the controversy aside, I think so much of it is well made. But in the way it is just full of vignettes that are almost unrelated, I felt like I was searching for a way to string these together. Like, what is the overall theme? And by the time it gets to the end of the overall theme, I was like, yeah, I don't care for that. That's that's where it comes into what was controversial to me. And ultimately, it's like, for all the good filmmaking that's going on and and the great performances by everybody in it, I found the movie to be just kind of forgettable. It was, it was like, yeah, this, this really had no impact on me. The idea that it's talked about for uh, best of the year, Oscars, I'm like, this is all because of who directed it. Mm-hmm. That, that, that name is on it, so there's almost an obligation to like, well, we have to laud this up. And I was like, hey, I liked it better than Inherent Vice. 
and maybe some of his other movies. Uh, I could watch it from beginning to end, but for the most part, it just didn't have a, a big impact on me. With the controversy also, or controversies, that make it they give me a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. So for me, it's, it ends up being kind of a high rental. Yeah, I guess we're kind of the same area in a way. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I really, I'm at, a, I'm at odds with this, man, because like I said, it has some of the best directed stuff in here that I've seen this year. You know, it's really, it's really just a shame. And I feel bad even going, like, I don't know, man. I feel bad giving it the rating I get, I did because I feel like I'm, I, I, yeah, I feel like I'm encouraging this. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm encouraging somebody. I feel like I'm encouraging these two people to actually, yeah, you, you crazy kids go at it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a very obvious lesson here, and it was trying to say, like, no, and this is what it should be. And you're like, I, I don't know you know what you just made here because that's, that's not what you should promote for this thing. Mm. That's yeah, it's, I don't know. I just don't, I, what, what, I, I don't understand y'all, like, saying that this is something that y'all, y'all are cool with this. That's what you're saying. <laughs> y'all, y'all fine with this? Okay. Fucking jail bait the movie. All right. Yeah, Shit. Like, yeah. Shit. Yeah, we, we, we good, right? You, 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 just, you should want more for her. I wish I want more from Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't give a fuck what stories we told. We could have told something a little bit different here. Yeah. You could have changed this around. We could have even told the same story where at the end it was just, I don't try not, try not to spoil anything, but where it was like it took the logical path where it's like, yes. come on, man. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Question. Yeah. Why is it called Licorice Pizza? Oh, that, that's an interesting story because during this time there was a series, I mean a, a, a chain of record, record stores story. called Licorice Pizza oh. that are long gone that they might have even been gone by the time Paul I, Thomas Anderson was born. Okay. But they don't, they're not featured in here at all. It's a, it's a switch. It's, 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 in, it's because these record stores existed during this time period, uh -huh. but they aren't in this movie at all. Huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something Paul Thomas Anderson would do. <laughs> he said that it made him feel like, you know, those liquor, the licorice pizza records, yeah. it made him feel like really related to the 70s. Right, I get so, that. Yeah, you know, there's no licorice pizza ever served in here. There's no record store or anything. It's, it's just, just weird because you you, the title should reference something probably yeah. from the movie. Exactly. Itself. Like double toasted. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, if you want to know why I gave it what I did, because I don't feel like it's offensive enough to where, because we're making it sound like, you know, she got down and raped this dude at no, some point. No, it's no, not, no, no, not that. To be fair, when you see the movie, it's not as bad as what we're saying. It's not as pedophile, it's not as pedophile, like this, 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 this pedophile situation that we're setting up. You know, they don't cross any lines in the movie, really. Like Martin said, it's just, it's just that they're trying to put in a positive note and make you root for them. It just seems weird. It's trying to make it seem like it's okay, but it doesn't go to any real, real nasty levels. No, no, no. It at doesn't. All. It doesn't really go down to a disgusting level. It's just awkward. Is yeah, what I, is. I'm not ready to write a think piece on it or anything. It was just. It's just. It was just like you're watching something and you're like, this is not sitting right with me. Right. Yeah, even when Mia saw it, she was just kind of like, I, I enjoyed this, you know. Yeah. And we didn't get an argument. That's like I get it. Yeah. She said yeah. she was just kind of like, I just took it as. It was that period, and it was okay. And she said that without Paul, reading Paul Thomas Anderson mm -hmm, and we, mm -hmm. or anything he said. She's mm -hmm. just like, it's, the, it's a different time period. Yeah. I just took it as yeah. this was cool. So I, I do like the movie, y'all. But I you might, know, in Europe, Barry, anything goes. Hell yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah, she, probably, she probably dated a 15-year-old. <laughs> shit, I mean, there's a 13-year gap between us. So, you know. <laughs> 
Shit, we were licorice pizza at one time. <laughs> I have two slices. <laughs> I think it's weird that I hang out with Gary and his 15-year-old friends all the time.